Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're two associate marriage and family therapists under clinical supervision, and we both specialize in working with couples. Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast. Where we debunk myths and deliver truth about couples therapy. Trust us. It's awesome. Hello, listeners. Hello, hello. Hey, Talia. What's happening? Not much. How are you, Ryan? (laughs) I'm great. Welcome, everyone, to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast, episode three. Today, we are going to be talking about sex and how to bring it up in therapy with your therapist. Heck yeah, let's talk about sex and therapy. All right, let's do it. Um, So Talia, how do you bring up sex if you're going into your couple's therapist and something's going on in your relationship? The intercourse is happening or not happening the way you want? (laughs) What do you do? Uh, What would I do as the client? As a client, I guess. I don't know. Gosh, let's, let's think about that. I... I would probably dance around it uh-huh. a little bit if I'm thinking of most clients I've seen. Yes. It's not rarely, yeah. and I applaud mm-hmm. every level of the spectrum that people are on, but rarely do people walk in knowing exactly like, well, we used to have sex all the time, and now we're only having sex two times a week, and it's not mm-hmm. what I want, and you know that doesn't happen yeah. as often, which yeah. if that's your style, please bring it up to mm-hmm. us. But I do think couples usually state that things aren't like they used to be. Mm-hmm. We're living as roommates. Mm-hmm. I miss the spark that we had in the beginning. We're just friends. Yes. Those yeah. are some clues for me to realize, oh, maybe mm-hmm. they're referring to their sex life or their intimacy. Yeah. Quite obviously, sex is an intimate thing. Yes. And so it's hard to talk about sometimes. Yes. Also, culturally, we don't encourage a lot of discussion around sex other cultures tend to but certainly our culture tends to be it's a taboo subject right um and we we don't keep that as an easy conversation and one of the nice things about therapy if not the number one thing about therapy is it's a safe space Mm -hmm. to talk about conversations that normally are really hard to talk about absolutely it's your safe it's I, i was think i don't know who i was talking about this yesterday but Therapy, in my opinion, is arguably your most psychologically intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. And not intimate meaning physical, but mm-hmm. the closeness. Yes. So that's another thing, I guess, when bringing up sex with mm-hmm. your therapist is bringing up intimacy. That doesn't necessarily mean, oh, that's your sex life. Mm-hmm. Because cuddling is intimacy. Mm-hmm. Most couples wouldn't be like, oh, we yeah, we had sex last night if they just cuddled. So there's that differentiation as well of yeah. sex and intimacy. Yeah, and understanding it. Right. Um Absolutely. And I just want to acknowledge when you're meeting a newer, or not a therapist is new, but when you're meeting a new therapist for you, for your couple, um, like anything, intimacy has to build. Yes. So there can be a certain amount of trepidation going into like, hey, we're going to talk about all this stuff. Yeah. I do think that's personally why I take responsibility to plant seeds of those discussions early on with my Mm -hmm. intakes. I will just straight up ask you mm-hmm. about your sex life and see what's going on. Yep. Um, hopefully, I mean, my goal in that moment is that I'm showing you I'm comfortable with it, I can hold it, and I can respectfully talk about that. Right. Uh, so that I'm sort of having that safe space created. I'm showing my confidence and groundedness mm-hmm. in what, for some people, is a hard conversation. It sounds like you set the tone for your couple's 
for them to be able to talk about or explore it as they see fit. Yeah, exactly. It's trying to be like, hey, this is a part of the relationship. We're talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it's fine however we go. But no matter what, letting them lead that discussion and not pushing. Because like anything intimacy, if you push too fast, Mm. that doesn't feel good. Nope. No, (laughs) we want you to warm into the idea of talking about that. And most of the time, I don't know if you agree with this, we as therapists are used to certain language certain Mm -hmm. questions that we kind of Mm -hmm. we don't react because Mm -hmm. we're used to it and it's part of our job to do it Mm -hmm. but i've had that where i've brought it up to clients and Mm -hmm. asked them we can't talk about that here i'm like you're right why would you talk about this very intimate thing in your couples therapy that's just silly (laughs) so i'm humorous and most people who know me know that i like i love humor yeah but i include that in appropriately obviously i don't use it to belittle any couples but i use that to point out if you can't talk about it here Mm -hmm. How are you going to expect How, to yeah, do it at home? In, you know, it. so let's <laughs> let's dive in here, and it's a safe space, and it's never my goal to make a client feel uncomfortable or yeah. them to feel like they're put on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I always externalize it to. It sounds like something you'd like more of in your life is sex and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Am I incorrect in assuming that? No, we do really want it. Okay, yeah. are you open to? Okay, always checking in. Are you open to trying and talking about it now? So maybe we can pinpoint where things are going wrong. Yeah. I, I'm chuckling as we keep talking because <laughs> just on the subject, I'm really enjoying how everything we say I'm interpreting as an innuendo. <laughs> how open yeah. are you? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, I actually like the starting point for you were right. saying about using humor to break yep. the ice, if you will, yeah. to really have that be an open discussion and say, hey, it's fine. Let's laugh some of that yep. awkwardness off yes. and enjoy this process. Like, hey, we're humans. We're here. This is what we do. And yeah. we're going to talk about it. I usually tell my clients, let's talk yeah. about the birds and the bees. <laughs> Oh my and they're goodness. like, oh boy. I'm like, they're oh, like, we're going to oh, school. Oh yeah, we are. Let's, let's do it. You <laughs> know what that means. Um, I think the number one point, though, to get across in terms of for listeners about like, hey, how to bring up uh, sex in the topic, mm-hmm. it's really just, it's okay to talk about sex with a therapist yeah. and know that going into it. Um, what you're, What we're articulating is what is appropriate. Right. And... For some people, the stigma of sex is really, let's not ever talk about it, even with our partners. Mm-hmm. We never talk about it with our families, our parents, or anything. Um, and yet, what what is an appropriate professional way to go about this? It is appropriate, professional, and safe to talk about sex with your therapist. Yes. And we are here to help you. Mm-hmm. And I, I encourage people mm-hmm. to not feel embarrassed by whatever they bring up. Because mm-hmm. I, what I usually tell people is like, I guarantee I've either seen her referenced researched whatever Mm -hmm. all that you're Mm going to bring up so it's not going to be a shock and if it is then that's it's not to shame the person it's like wow you know i haven't had experience with that Mm -hmm. yet but let's let's try and work through that so it really is you're probably not going to surprise us we've been doing this long enough we've heard a lot yeah uh i mean honestly that's one of the reasons why i love this field and why i love couples work i always uh talk about how couples work what couples want to come in for all the time, really the the symptoms from the underlying issues tend to come out in sex, mm-hmm. finances, money, Yo, yeah. or communication. Oh. Those three are the big heavy hitters. We have trouble communicating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I don't want to talk yeah. about sex or money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or what exactly. we do, we fight. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, Ryan, <laughs> love talking about sex, money, Same. and communication. Yeah, those are my <laughs> so three favorite things, things awesome. to talk about. Um, but it, I, I mean, I say that like with passion and in respect for my clients that I'm saying about that. 
but that's the point is we from the therapist chair are very comfortable mm-hmm. having these discussions and guiding clients into doing that. Um, I think the second um, thought I had about, hey, for listeners who are thinking, hey, how do I bring this up with therapists? Mm-hmm. While I'm saying it's okay to talk about sex, don't feel like on your very first session or two you have to we be like... We haven't done it in years. We haven't yeah. done it in years or... You know, um, it's really, it hurts my, you know, vaginal lining every right. time we have sex yeah. or, you know, um, I can never get my penis hard. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like, you don't have to, like, don't, yeah. do don't that Don't put pressure to walk right in yeah. and say it. But what you can do is know that, hey, that's part of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can start bringing up saying, hey, I'm having discomfort around here. Or just in general, I am, we're struggling this area. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's. Or just acknowledge it's mm-hmm. not a safe topic for us to have right, right now. It's really hard to talk about this. We don't know how to. Yes. So you can take those really small steps and just bring it up like, oh, I don't know. I'm being mm-hmm. honest with your therapist. Like, this is so uncomfortable for me to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I, in some senses, cast a wider net mm-hmm. because not everybody has the same language or terminology Absolutely. for their body parts, mm-hmm. for the sexual acts, for mm-hmm. foreplay, for anything mm-hmm. leading up, during, or after mm-hmm intercourse or anything that goes on so i usually set the tone for clients or try and in intake so how about sex and mm-hmm. i'm saying giggle i'm like well what do you prefer to call it mm-hmm. teach me what you your use language, yeah. like you use as your language and then we can meet in the middle or maybe a different term describes mm-hmm. it better and maybe that's the communication pieces mm-hmm. you learn different things different names for things growing up that's where the lack of communication is. You're talking about the same thing. You both want foreplay, mm-hmm. but for one, it's like, oh, I really want a blowjob, and mm-hmm. that's not foreplay for mm-hmm. somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, that's like a complete sex act on its own. Mm-hmm. So being able to have like a dictionary almost mm-hmm. <laughs> of terms that the couple can use, that they can reference of, oh, and even if they have cute nicknames mm-hmm. for it, that's cool. What yeah. if that's like your code word? And that's like your kink. You're at a party, and you're like really in the mood, and you're like, I really want pineapple. Yes. And then that's cool for you. But if you don't tell your partner what pineapples means and you just look at them and you're like, are you in the mood for pineapples? They're like, no, I just ate. Then you're going to feel shut down. Meanwhile, if if they knew it, then they're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I want some pineapples. Or I'll think of another step for that. Even like like just looking at your partner and just thinking I want pineapple and expecting your partner (laughs) to just like read your mind. They don't do that? Um, unfortunately, <laughs> not yet. We're working on that it. That would we'd be out of business. <laughs> I know, right? That'd be so true. Never mind. No one read minds ever Don't again. Ignore that. Control Z. <laughs> um, when you're saying like the the special language time, I'm just like, yeah, super duper awesome time. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's super duper awesome time. Oh yeah. Which actually, when I think about that, if couples are coming in and perhaps if sex is a clinical thing mm-hmm. that we want to talk about, they're probably not at super duper awesome time yet. But that's okay. It's maybe that's like we, mediocre monthly yeah. meetings. <laughs> mediocre <laughs> obligatory time. <laughs> yeah, I, I see them get in and out of the shower and I yeah. think, oh, those were nice days. Yeah. And then, back in the, yeah. yeah, back in the day. I think it was just that one was day. Back in the daytime, not one day. Right. Um, and that's okay. The other thing that you, uh, you said that I want to kind of respond to right. is about how every couple has a different language for sex, mm-hmm. but also has different understandings, interests, and pleasures of sex. Yes. And that's super cool. Um, In general, I always come from this place, and I know you do the same thing, of we have our expertise and our knowledge base, Mm -hmm. and we're comfortable um, being in this world, and and yet our clients are the experts of their lives, and that's fine. Yeah, teach Um, us. Yeah, so teach us about you, and that's cool. 
And uh, if you're worried that we don't have the same experience as you, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I think people forget that we as therapists sit with like six, eight mm-hmm. clients a day. Mm-hmm. And so we hear so many different perspectives. We actually have a wealth of understanding Absolutely. of how other people live their lives that yes. a lot of people don't get the window to. Yeah. So help help us understand your world mm-hmm. and we'll help you understand some of what's going on with it too. And that's why I love therapy as a collaborative process. Yes. And being able to kind of tag in your therapist. I think it was a few episodes we talked about, you know, not keeping a secret, like ther- couples therapists mm-hmm. aren't in the business of keeping secrets from each each partner. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to have somebody come to me and say mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then the, the other spouse says, it's not like that, but if there is something you don't feel comfortable yet bringing up in front of your partner, maybe mm-hmm. this is the first time you've ever spoken about having pain with intercourse yeah. and you don't know how to mm-hmm. tell your partner, but you yeah. kind of want some help. Yeah. At least this is my perspective. That is one time where I will take some separate time mm-hmm. one-on-one within the mm-hmm. couple. And it's not at all to separate the mm-hmm. couple or make them weaker. It's this person's really, really scared yeah. and has never maybe talked about this to anyone before they can, come to me or give me a phone call like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to bring this up next session. I never told him blank mm-hmm. or her blank mm-hmm. how, like yeah. help. And then that's the communication pieces. These are the skills we've talked about in session. Yeah. Why don't you try using those? Yeah. If you'd like me to bring it up, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to hold the secret, mm-hmm. but also knowing that we don't want to out you. Mm-hmm. You know, We don't want you to say anything yeah. that's so uncomfortable that it's a bomb dropped yeah. on everyone in session and then we're all left in the wreckage if you need some prep time for that or you have a really big topic that you want to bring up around sex then please let us know yeah i love that um absolutely where it's an it's perhaps the the personal experience from one partner is a secret for them yes and then they're asking a therapist for support to share it with their partner. Yes. Um, And like you, I'm very comfortable in that role. Mm -hmm. I go, great, cool. I I have a no secrets policy, but you share something with me that right now your partner doesn't know. Because you're sharing it with me, I know you're looking for support to do that. Right. And I definitely have a procedure and a way of working to get Mm -hmm. that into the room in a safe, healthy Mm -hmm. way that can lead to some good growth. Yeah. And for some, I think, for some therapists, when they see couples especially... Mm -hmm they have a certain type of couple they like to see or it just happens to find them. Like your specialty just happens to fall in your lap, no pun intended for this episode. (laughs) But I, in my experience and, you know, in couples, being a couples therapist, I've actually had a a remarkable number of couples who've had either just individual or mutual, some trauma history Mm -hmm. around sex, whether it was, we never talked about it growing up. We talked about it too much. Mm -hmm. We were too open. Mm -hmm. I had it happen without my consent. Topics like that. A lot of the couples I've seen, unfortunately, or fortunately for them being able to bring it up now Mm -hmm. have experienced that. Mm -hmm. So also knowing as you know, a listener, if you've gone through that and, Mm -hmm. and sex is, you're comfortable talking about it, but it has kind of a heavy story behind it. Mm Please, if you feel safe or if there's anything we can do to make you feel safer as a therapist, mm-hmm. let us know because mm-hmm. that could really be a, a building block once we work past it for you to have mm-hmm. a healthy and fulfilling sex and intimacy life. Exactly. Um, I'm always looking at that during getting to know couples yes. and the intake process, which yes. you hear us call all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to like note those. At the same time, 
we talked about this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. collaborate with your therapist, share that, be happy to go through that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I get that particularly with sex, this is an intimacy building experience in the relationship with your therapist. Mm-hmm. And we both have responsibility, by we meaning the therapist and then the client, in this case the right. couples, to build that intimacy appropriately mm-hmm. together. That's some of the joy of working together. When you find a therapist, you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I can actually talk about these things in front of, with my partner, and with my therapist. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went back and I looked at kind of my overview mm-hmm. of, of reasons why people come in. Because that's part mm-hmm. of our, at least my part of my intake questionnaire is mm-hmm. what brings you into therapy. Yeah. It's worded exactly like yeah. that, very general, <laughs> so you can take it as you will. Take but it as you will, yeah. for couples, I've... I've had kind of a subsection and they fill it out separately Mm -hmm. and it's not a secret thing. They just, I want Mm -hmm. both perspectives and I've had numerous couples where they don't agree on frequency, desire, Mm -hmm. kind of, well, I want, you know, I want sex seven times a week. I want, I'd be happy with every other week. Like, ugh, there's just so much to do. I don't want to have to be bothered by it. Mm -hmm. And that male, female aside, that comes from both perspectives. Have you ever had that happen and how would you deal with it? Um, I actually haven't had that happen in such a drastic explanation. I've certainly have had couples where they have different desires yes. and that's, and I think that is, is absolutely common. And right. that's what I try to do first and foremost is just normalize that process. Yes. Like, yeah, we, you are two different human beings mm-hmm. choosing to be in relationship. Yeah. And the whole point of this is how do you negotiate those differences? Oh yeah. So I think that's the start of it outside of that then it's a balance of honoring both couples um, where they're at desires and needs Mm -hmm. and but never letting one go over the other and the number one thing i start to do is it's a it's a value exploration yes it's hey what is your value of sex what does it mean to you where did you get some of that value from so um on one end of the spectrum let's go with um perhaps how the person who wants to have sex seven days, you know, every day Mm -hmm. of the week, perhaps that person learned from the culture or from past experiences or whatever, Mm -hmm. that the only true, like that person only feels connected with their partner through sex. Yeah. So sex is not only a pleasure seeking thing, it's also, it's a communication, it's intimacy, it's the only way to feel not alone in the world. Right. Cut to the partner who might only want to have sex every other week or once a Mm -hmm. month or something. Perhaps that partner... Uh, doesn't feel connected in sex and actually feels very separate mm-hmm. because maybe that partner um, either had a past experience that was disturbing about sex and like it, it, sex never became safe. Right. Or maybe... The the, pain maybe. Yeah, it could be yeah. a pain, just a physiological yeah. thing going on. It could be, again, the value for sex growing up was this is, it's only for procreation. It's not okay to feel pleasure. Right. So never really discovered what it was like to enjoy sex because every time there's like a guilt thing going mm-hmm. on with sex, who knows? Mm-hmm. But understanding that and what's going on, mm-hmm. that I think is just the starting point. If we can get to that understanding, because then from the the lens that I think of therapy, which is again, the EFT right. lens, is we're looking at what is the connection issue? Sex in one way, shape, or form is intimacy and connection. Right. If we're off on that, what are the different needs are, that are being expressed by sex? And mm-hmm. we want to explore those. Mm-hmm. And I think, because I was in mm-hmm. background on me, I did research before I was a therapist. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and what I learned in all of my research, the science of why, like the science of that mm-hmm. sexual frequency desire, not only is it just kind of like you, your baseline as a person, but the hormones involved mm-hmm. during sex, which mm-hmm. this is what I tell my couples anyway, so this is kind of cool to talk yeah. about, is women, when they are intimate with their partner, when they, and just for conversation's sake, I'm going to go with a straight couple here, a hetero okay. couple. Um, when women are involved with their partner and they're close with them and they're around them and they just, they love being around them and they're having sex with them. There's a lot of oxytocin going Mm -hmm. on and oxytocin is the love drug. It's the Mm -hmm. cuddle drug. It's released when we hug, even a friend it's released Mm -hmm. when we hug, when we cuddle, when we especially have sex or for women have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Women don't release the same amount of oxytocin if they don't have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. So if we're... And it takes a while to be able to do that with a new partner. I think the most recent study was like six to seven months before Mm. women reported like peak satisfaction and trust of like, oh, I can really let my guard down and trust this person enough to involve them in such a, the most intimate part of sexual exploration, which is orgasm. Men release vasopressin and oxytocin. Mm -hmm. That's why men fall asleep after sex because Mm -hmm. vasopressin is such an adrenaline dump Mm -hmm. that they're exhausted. Mm -hmm. So for all you women out there, it's not personal. It's a biological (laughs) thing. Yes. Just cope through it. (laughs) Talk to us about it. Um, Men men are more likely to achieve orgasm or completion just simply how the body parts Mm -hmm. work. Their entire genital member is being stimulated Mm -hmm. where women, it's like, a bop it down there. It's like, and then you flick it and <laughs> yeah. you pull it. And then, no, there's this part of it, but then, you know, all of the biology of it, um, which is another fascinating thing to talk First about. First of all, I love the analogy of bop it. Um, I don't think as a dude, I'd be comfortable saying that, but I'm glad you did. And, yeah. Uh, and for those listeners who don't know what a bop it is, Google. Yeah, go give it out. a Google. It's what I say. Google. We're not going to go into details, but yeah. it's awesome. So when, when men have an orgasm, they release... Yeah vasopressin which is their not that they don't have oxytocin but that's their bonding chemical so that makes sense in some regards when you're dating in the beginning parts of a relationship oh we've we used to have sex all the time and this and that well yes because that's both of your both of your ways of like reaching a baseline of your hormonal kind of chemical balance and the guy is like oh i want more vasopressin i want this i want that he's gonna get hooked on the girl a lot faster if she's not having an mm-hmm. orgasm in the beginning and then at the six seventh six seven month mark when she's really peeking into it he's still into it but then that explains why it drops off because just so you know men or women who date women everything you do is oxytocin if you make the the dinner for us oh, oxytocin release if yeah, you do yeah. the dishes oxytocin release mm-hmm. we are not as intentional about carving out mm-hmm. sex to get oxytocin, mm-hmm. the only time men get that much oxytocin is during sex. Mm-hmm. Women, once we're at that peak, get it all the time. We're mm-hmm. swimming in that shit. We're just like, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Life's amazing. We mm-hmm. don't have to have sex to do that. Men do. So that's what I tell couples is, I'm not saying force yourself if you're not in the mood, but please realize there's a biology behind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to put yourself in the mood or like, yes, you know, this would be pleasant. Like, I guess I could go for some sex mm-hmm. because your partner needs that to bond with you. Mm-hmm. So it really is an effort. It's an investment in the future of your relationship. If you carve out that time and think they just want some oxytocin, like they love me and I'm <laughs> yeah. who gives it to them. Like, okay, I'm not going to deny them that. Like, I feel this good all the time. I don't mm-hmm. want to deny. So being able to externalize the mm-hmm. blame of I always withhold sex or mm-hmm. she, she or he always isn't in the mood. And yeah. I feel like I have to beg for it. Yeah. I, I, it makes me, my heart, it's like, uh, when I hear couples say that, I don't think begging for sex is going to set the tone for a really good 
sex life. But the more I can explain, at least in my perspective, the science of why that mm-hmm. is, the easier couples have a, a conceptualized or they can think of, oh my gosh, that does make sense because mm-hmm. in the beginning, they then see the phases of their relationship and they're like, huh. And when the science builds in, mm-hmm. when you're arguing more, when you're this, you're not going to be in the mood for sex because you're not close. Mm-hmm. But then the flip side is if you were having sex more frequently, those hormones would be being released all the time. The system, You'd be less yeah. likely to fight because yeah. oxytocin is the love drug, yeah. not... Oh, uh, there's... Oh, God. We could talk about eight oh. episodes on that alone. Say, there's, so, there's actually so much about the benefits mm-hmm. of sex physically yes. and all the hormones in there. I think you've done a lovely job talking about um, a bunch of that yeah. and also, more importantly, in the scope of the, con- the conversation. Of therapy. Today. I think, yeah, the therapy yeah. and how to bring that up. And what I want to kind of back up, especially as we start wrapping up this part of the discussion, is looking at, A, there's these physiological things happening. Mm -hmm. And as you were just sharing, how important it is for couples to start learning this and understanding it. And that can really help Mm -hmm. get a better awareness of what's going on so so couples can make really conscious decisions. So please bring, bring it up in therapy. Yeah. Likewise, looking back to the value understanding of like, hey, where did this come from um, in my world about what is the mm-hmm. value? Where did I learn my values of sex? Do right. I still agree with them? Did I just adopt them from what I was taught? Or do I want to shift and have a different choice about my values? Right. So really empowering the couples with this um, exploration of what sex is and why it's so helpful to discuss it in the context of a safe environment like therapy with your partner. Absolutely. Um, at, let's put a little button on this. Uh, anything else about like um, what listeners can take away about how to bring up sex in therapy? I don't know if we've really given them hows, but I think some good perspectives of what good uh, sex talk can be like. I think how to bring it up would be asking yourself, kind of doing mm-hmm. a self-inventory, mm-hmm. whatever you feel comfortable with yeah. when you're about to meet with your couples therapist mm-hmm. or maybe it's a couple sessions in and mm-hmm. the topic is has come up mm-hmm. uh doing a self-inventory of what is what is my sex life now mm-hmm. what would my ideal sex life be and mm-hmm. if you if those questions are the same answers we applaud you <laughs> that is on. really cool <laughs> teach every other couple your yes. secret yes. um yeah knowing like what is my sex life like now what would i like it to be mm-hmm. and what could I see that would bridge that gap? Mm-hmm. What what do I think I could do more of or my partner could do more of to really make us both have an ideal sex life? So mm-hmm. even if you just ask yourself those questions mm-hmm. and then are able to bring that up to the therapist mm-hmm. or maybe we can include a list for them mm-hmm. below Absolutely. in our podcast, or yeah, you know, link the, the, the link below. Show notes, yeah. In the show notes for questions that you can maybe print out, take mm-hmm. with you, or just, if you haven't filled out ahead of time, just hand them to your couple's therapist. Mm-hmm. So then you don't have to have the fear of actually saying it out loud yet. Yeah. <laughs> you will eventually yeah, just yeah. <laughs> to burst your bubble. You'll have yeah. to bring it up, but being able to just fill that out and say, Hey, you know, I, we're only doing it this time. My ideal thing would be this. How do mm-hmm. I get there? Yeah. Um, I love that. And it was going to my thought mm-hmm. also of what to do, uh, which is what I've asked couples to do or any client to do in any topic frequently when it's an uncomfortable topic Mm -hmm. is give yourself that self-compassion and time to evaluate it on your own before you share it. Right. Which the simple tool is set aside five, 10 minutes each day Mm -hmm. in between your first session and your next session or whatever, and just engage in the thought of sex. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that can be a useful tool is a lot of the times if sex isn't safe to discuss in the relationship, 
it may not be safe to engage individually to think about. There exactly. could be a lot going on. Exactly. And so it's not saying, hey, I'm just going to think for five or ten minutes and all of a sudden I'm going to start masturbating and have a wonderful time. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, does happen. <laughs> warning you now. I've heard this Warning happen. in advance. Do this in private. <laughs> Happy warning. But no, it could be. Um, or it could be like, hey, that's such a scary topic. And also there could be past experiences that aren't like mm-hmm. safe to go yeah, there. Oh, yeah. But that's cool because then you're going to see your therapist. You're going to talk about some of that, some of that emotion. But that's one thing I could think about. Like, if you're noticing that you're a little worried about bringing this up, start by seeing what your tolerance is. Just thinking on your own five or ten minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if in the first few minutes, the first day you do it, it's not you're noticing really negative feelings. Great, stop there. Be yeah. safe. And that's what you start with. Yeah. That's you say, like, hey, I just try to think about sex on my own for a minute, and, and was, all of this yeah. came up. It was uh-huh. scary. Let's start with the fear. Right. Let's just start with that mm-hmm. emotion, whatever it is. So that's kind of like my like go-to trick. Yeah. I think that's a great start for the people who are listening, who are either in couples therapy or about to be, is try thinking about it. And if you have a good stamina, let's say, for thinking about it, (laughs) then asking yourself, what do I like? What do I not like? And what do I think either myself or my partner could add or take away Mm -hmm. to make our sex life better? Yeah. And just a shameless plug for all those out there who are single or looking to get in a relationship or everything Uh else. Um, I, I at least still encourage them to explore their sexuality on their own before they join into a a partnership Mm -hmm. and that self-exploration, masturbation, Mm -hmm. journaling about anything. If you see something, you're like, Oh, I never thought I'd be into that. Make note of that. Mm -hmm. And if you're in individual therapy or even at the same time as couples, bring that up and you are responsible for teaching your partner what you like and don't like in the bedroom. So the more, if you are comfortable with that, you can explore that on your own via masturbation or whatever else, Mm -hmm. the better your partner can do that for you. Mm -hmm. It'll never be the exact same, but that's a way to close the gap. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I just want to say yes. Yeah, all of it. (laughs) Yes, enthusiastic consent. I love that I, (laughs) yes, enthusiastic consent. Um, uh, And explorating, or explorating? Yeah. I like to explorate (laughs) myself. Explore yourself. That's a new word, yeah. Explore Explore yourself so you can explore your partner. Exactly. Um, We do have a question uh, that's actually on topic for today. Uh, This comes from Linda through Facebook. And Linda um, asked, uh, how much does couples therapy involve sex? Mm. And then she continued to share like part of her fear of couples therapy is like her perception that it's only about sex and all we're going to do is talk about sex. Mm. So um, given this discussion, Talia, how much of couples therapy involves talking about sex? I don't. I don't think a majority of it. If I'm if I'm really diving deep mm-hmm. in all my sessions up here in my archive, mm-hmm. I, it comes up for sure. But yeah. I'm also not specifically a sex therapist. Yeah. That's not I talk. I'm I love talking about it. My mm-hmm. favorite thing to talk about and everything in my life. But <laughs> that's not my specialty yeah. within the realm of couples therapy. Yeah. I would say. If I saw a couple for uh, well, let's round it twenty sessions. Let's yeah. say I saw them for twenty sessions depending on their, what they're coming in for, I would say maybe three or four, mm. Quar- maybe about roughly a quarter of the mm-hmm. sessions, 25, 20 to 25% of the time it's going to be about sex. Mm-hmm. But that's also a lead-in for communication yeah. and everything else. Absolutely. So that's my rough estimate. I think I'm kind of on the same page with you. 
Um, so my first answer to Linda is, it's complicated. Yes. Wink. <laughs> Which, by the way, is the whole reason why we named the podcast this, is it, yes. because it always is a complicated answer yes, to those types absolutely. of questions. Um, and that's because it's, it's so couple dependent. And generally speaking, if, if sex is the primary issue going on, and generally this tends to come from, a, like, there's physiological issues going on sexually, and the couple knows that that's where everything's mm-hmm. wrapped around, a, a specific sex therapist might be the right choice for this couple. Exactly. Um, and you and I, while we're always talking about sex with, or I shouldn't say always, yeah. to answer this question, while sex comes up with all of our couples, because that's part of an intimate relationship. Yes, yes. Um, uh, sex therapy is also a very specific type of therapy. Mm-hmm. So let's just go ahead and for the answer to this question, say, hey, we might refer you to a sex specialist, a, a certified sex therapist, right. couples therapist. That's one type of therapy. And then inside of our work, I, I'm kind of with you. I, maybe 25% just feels right. Yeah. But that's because, back to what I kind of said earlier, is sex, money, communication, those are what co- people come in for. Really, I look at those as... Those are things that the underlying issues bubble up into expressing. Symptom is kind of the cold word of it. Mm-hmm. But basically, sex issues are really just hints and windows into really what the, what's going on between the couple that the couple wants to work on. Yes. So while sex, from this, uh, this episode, we're talking about such an important intimate conversation to have with your therapist, a lot of it is the, it's a starting place to boil down into, well, what is the core thing going on between you two? Right. It just comes out in the sexual relationship when right. really it's probably something going on everywhere always that's leading to some of the challenges in the mm-hmm. relationship. Or, yeah, behavioral outbursts or yeah, anything. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So um, I think it, it would be true to tell Linda to expect to talk about sex mm-hmm. in couples therapy, yes. but not to expect couples therapy to stay focused on sex particularly if that's not what, um, in this case, Linda wants to talk about. Right. Because my second thought to all that, and it's a shorter thought, is if Linda's going, oh, man, I'm scared that's all we're going to talk about, um, you also, at the end of the day, get to choose what you talk about in therapy. So um, if you're feeling like that's not the issue for you and the couple, right? Um, there's a lot of other things to, to be doing and talking about in couples therapy than just sex. Absolutely. And then if you notice it's coming up a lot more or that is one of the main focus areas that mm-hmm. you really have need are needing growth in, maybe we would refer out mm-hmm. to a, spe- a specified therapist mm-hmm. who focuses on sex within the couple relationship or maybe one of the partners mm-hmm. needs that more specialized approach that mm-hmm. we can't necessarily or don't have time to dive mm-hmm. into in a couple's therapy session, mm-hmm. we would, just as we'd refer out for any other individual therapist, mm-hmm. we would refer them to a more specialized individual therapist to work on those needs. Absolutely. Cool. Hope that's helpful, Linda. Um, I think that's our time for today. So thank you, everyone, for listening to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast. Where we talked about sex. In therapy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Talia, where can listeners reach us if they'd like to, uh, shout out a question for the podcast for us to address or just some thoughts and observations, um, regarding therapy? So our website is thecouplesguidepodcast.com and you can email both Ryan and I, we each get the emails at Ryan and Talia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you in two weeks.